Hey everybody, welcome to the Motocross Action Podcast. In this podcast, we talk about the Minneapolis Supercross, Chase Sexton's crash, talk a little bit about his front wheel bending and kind of how that worked. Also talk about the concussion protocol, the tests that he has to do now to get ready for Dallas Supercross this weekend. All this exciting stuff came from our This Week in MXA video that is on our YouTube channel and website to check out the full video with more behind the scenes testing that the MXA Wrecking Crew is up to and some of my adventures from this past week. Check it out on our website and YouTube channel. But for the Minneapolis recap and analyzed review, continue listening. Let's dive into it. Starting off with Chase Sexton, that guy was leading the 450 main event, doing extremely well, going super fast. And unfortunately, he had another big crash while leading another time where it ended up with him having a face injury, you know, blown up lip and uh, swollen face after crashing. Bummer deal for Chase Sexton and the HRC Honda team. Uh, It was just over a lap away from winning another 450 main event. It would have been his second win on the season after getting his first win at San Diego. Chase came out of the corner, pushed the front end, started to lose weight on that front end, lost traction. And if there wasn't a jump there, like it was an outdoor corner or a turn onto the start straight where there wasn't any jumps or whoops, he would have just slid out, probably picked up his bike and continued on to finish on the podium. But because that lip was right there, it caused his front tire to grab traction on the up ramp of that jump that pushed pressure on his rim in the way that it was not designed to work. So rims are designed to work, you know, straight, landing off hard off jumps, um, skimming across whoop sections multiple times throughout the day without bending or breaking. But the rims are not meant to have pressure being put on them completely the opposite way from the side. It's like bending a hula hoop into a taco. And that's exactly what Chase Sexton did. He tacoed his rim to where it couldn't even roll afterwards. Pretty gnarly to see. Uh, It's not because of the rim's fault. Rims are designed to be strong, but also designed not to be too heavy and not to be ultra rigid. You got to have a a, a balance between um, strength and weight and rigidity. And uh, so Chase Sexton, and, and Honda, they, they could have had a rim that was built so strong it would never bend anyway, but that also would be too heavy and uh, not feasible to ride on the Supercross track. So I don't foresee Honda changing their rims. I don't see them changing their spokes. See, this is only a rider error and it was a bummer deal for Chase Sexton as it was a small mistake, but it was one that cost him big time. Now Chase Sexton has moved back to sixth place in the championship standings, 28 points behind Eli Tomac. And it was also cool to see Jason Anderson make that last minute uh, extremely responsive decision to break tap and pull up on his KX 450 to miss Chase Sexton off the jump. That was really cool. Um, overall, gnarly for Chase Sexton, but glad he's okay. Now he's undergoing concussion protocol, as he mentioned on his Instagram video. And what that is, is the Alpine Stars Medical Group requires you to take a baseline test when you're signing up for your Supercross license or your Pro Motocross license. I'm well acquainted with this as I raced professionally for years, and I actually recently just signed up to get my Pro Motocross license renewed for 2020. I took the baseline test and it's basically testing your memory and your speed and just how your brain works quickly with those two things. And so with the baseline test, you set a base. Okay, you're you're this good at remembering things. You're this good at, at responding quickly and hitting the right button on the keyboard while taking the test from the comfort of your own home on the internet. And then after you have a concussion, Alpine Stars 
let's say they see that concussion on TV or you crashed and you know you got a, a head injury, you could take it, take it yourself to test your mental strength and test your mental sharpness to see if it's been altered at all by the head injury and by hitting your head. So if you get dizzy while doing that or if your re reaction time is really slow, that's an indicator that your head is not ready to go racing again. Next up, I'd have to point out that Team Austria, KTM, Husqvarna, and Gas Gas finished in four out of the five top five positions. Jason Anderson took the win. Cooper Webb made a comeback, got second. That was a lot better than the eighth place that he's been getting at the last few rounds. Then his teammate, Marvin Muskan, he got third. Malcolm Stewart got fourth and Justin Barsha got fifth. So Team KTM has been struggling. KTM's team especially, um, more so than Malcolm Stewart and the Husky guys. And it's cool to see that they were up back on the box and uh, getting some momentum back, especially with Cooper Webb. He's a champion. He's somebody that people love to watch race. We love to see his race craft on the track. And so hopefully the second place will continue to build momentum for him as he's talked about, and he'll be even better this weekend at Dallas. Next up, the 250 division. It was all Jet Lawrence in the 250 main event as he got out front pretty early and took the win. It looked like he was riding easily, well within his means, no big mistakes, no issues on the track. He rode smooth, but surprisingly, Austin Forkner was close behind him. You would think that if Austin Forkner was within a couple seconds, the Jet Lawrence would try to pull away and maybe try to ride a little bit faster to get away from him. Him, but Jet kept it within his means, took the win. Austin Forkner had a few sketchy moments, especially in that heat race. He finished second place and Cameron McAdoo got on the podium in third. So that was good to see. Somebody made a comment on Instagram that I saw. When was the last time you saw a 250 podium without a star racing Yamaha rider on it? Been a while. Jeremy, Jeremy Martin, he was the first star racing Yamaha rider in fourth place. That was cool to see him. Also, RJ Hampshire finished fifth place as well for Rockstar Husqvarna. All right, guys, there's two crashes that I want to point out. There was only a small whoop section at Minneapolis, so it wasn't too gnarly, but it did get pretty cupped out. I got a rut down the middle that definitely made it challenging. The other scary thing about it was that there was a Supercross triple right after the whoops. So the 250 West guys, they had big, gnarly, extremely long whoops for the first six rounds of the season. 250 East region starts up at Minneapolis. They get a lot shorter set of whoops, but they have that triple afterwards that it's pretty scary to hit a triple right after you're coming sideways out of whoops. Believe me, I've done it before. And uh, we saw a gnarly video of Tanner Ward. Obviously he got sideways in the whoop section, launched off the side of the track and landed right in front of Jared Lesher. Jared got it on his GoPro, posted it on Instagram and the video has gone viral. Just crazy to see a rider dropping out of the sky and landing on the side of the track. Good to note that Tanner did get up and continue on uh, the camera that he hit. I don't know if that was able to continue on. That looked like it got hit pretty hard. Another video, Henry Miller posted on his own Instagram as he did the same thing. He got a little sideways in the in the whoop section and somehow cross-threaded off the rhythm or off the lip of the triple and jumped to the right into the infield of the track. He was okay as well, but uh, gnarly stuff and a gnarly track at Minneapolis for those guys. All right, guys, next up, the last topic from Minneapolis Supercross, Adam Cincerello. I was very impressed with his humility and his ability to talk about his 450 Supercross competitors, including Cooper Webb, a guy that he's had a rivalry with since they were on 50s. These guys have battled hard, tooth and nail. Adam Cincerello was assigned to work the TV booth and jump in and commentate on the races at Minneapolis, and he did an excellent job. I think everybody who watched the race on TV knows that, and I was just personally impressed of his ability to talk about his fellow competitors, to talk about the track, and talk about the difficulties of racing Supercross, 
and even make compliments to his competitors, the guy that, guys that he was racing just a few weeks ago and the guys that he hopes to be racing here soon once his knee heals up. Cool stuff from Adam Cincerello. Uh, proud of him, proud of our industry that we have a rider like Adam Cincerello representing Supercross and Motocross. Good stuff.